0: Makes you wonder how much product they've got in that Barnet. So, a lot of stuff going on there to keep it so it doesn't move. Because so when, when I used to come off the football field, I, looked like I look been like I'd a sack a of shit, trackers.
1: mate. I look <laughs> yeah. absolute sack of shit.
2: I can play in goal and cut on um, 24 minutes in a five-a-side game in goal and come off looking terrible.
0: <laughs> That's your drive to get you there, then. That's the problem. You've got to pass. <laughs> <laughs> virtually to Green Bay. What, 41? That's miles? only. That's only. What, yeah, miles, so far, yeah. <laughs> <is it? laughs>
1: Week 46 of the. 46? I do this every week. <laughs> Pretty sure it's 46. Well, it's not even week 46. It's week. Well, we're over it. Who cares? It's another episode of the Long Snapper podcast. <laughs>
2: um, it's it's Roman numerals and just just get it right when you upload it. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Exactly, it doesn't
1: matter.
2: Um, it's whatever's you, on your screen.
1: If you subscribe, it not. really doesn't matter. You couldn't give two two monkeys. I, I I very much doubt. But anyway, we're back again. Craig's not here at the moment. He might pop in later if he can, you know, see fit to grace us with his presence. Um, seems
0: doubtful, doesn't it? it yeah. What's I, the over under on him um, on
1: him turning up? Oh, there's no under. <laughs> it's definitely not happening. <laughs> it's not happening.
2: No, <laughs> I mean,
1: double deckers on, he... on the moon are more likely than Craig turning up to this po- podcast. So, um,
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I do know the had a puncture this morning, and he may want to turn up for AOB. Just, just mm. a heads up.
1: Looking forward to she that. Got,
2: um, to <laughs> <on>. <laughs> 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 we are the long snapper
1: pod. Um, we're three at the moment, three British fellas talking about American football. We don't talk about a lot of the stuff that most of the people talk about because we aren't really qualified to do it. So we just talk about whatever we want to talk about, really. Um, we normally start with a quiz. I've done a quiz this week. And Adam, it's very simple. I've got a game of who am I? <laughs> okay it's a classic quiz format there's five bullet points five points if you get it right first one down to one point if you get it on the last clue you can buzz in if you get it wrong that turns the entire question over to your opposition all understood right yeah okay so the first uh person for five points same to both of you you can go for it if you want if you don't wait for the clue. I am from okay. Sulphur, Louisiana, and I am an offensive player in the NFL. I'm not going to buzz in for that one, dog. Thank you. No, not me. Okay. I attended the I attended Mississippi State University, where I redshirted as a freshman, and eventually received a master's degree in workplace leadership, which is a bollocks degree, by the way let alone a Masters <laughs> <laughs> so so, Sulphur
0: wherever it was and Mississippi State no still no good
1: ok for three points I'm only the third player to be drafted in my position for my team's offence since 1992 I'm going to have a guess oh he's in Oh, for three points Adam Ryan Tannehill. Nope. So it passes over to Mark. Do you want to go for it on three points, or do you want to go and hear the rest of it? Yeah, I'll hear the rest of it. Okay, for two points. Of course you will. My birth name is Rain Dakota. Oh, I know this. Oh, wow. What did you say? Rain who? Dakota. (laughs) Oh, um... yeah I know who that is but I can't think no sorry next one okay for one point the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff coached against me in the 2015 senior bowl which worked out pretty well for me um, that will be that Prescott correct for one point yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so Mark you're 1-0 up two questions to go second question For five points, I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and attended LSU where I played on offense. Four points then, my stepdad was an Olympic medalist who roomed with Shaquille O'Neal. My biological dad also played for LSU. Biological is a new word I've made up there broom <laughs> <laughs> so to... <sighs> okay carry on 3 points i'm pretty good at basketball baseball track and field and soccer Two points. I was drafted in the first round by the New York Giants. There'll be several of our regular listeners that'll be screaming at the radio Screaming, yeah. Wireless. Um,
0: um, Can I have a guess? Do it.
1: I go with Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Correct. So Mark's sitting pretty on three points with one question left. Adam, you've got now just just to lay it out there I haven't done a tiebreaker so if you get three points it's going to be a shared win (laughs) Um, so the last question five points I was born in Wisconsin Wisconsin, and played for the Badgers four points I was only regarded as a two star recruit when I was recruited from my high school team No. No. Okay, for three points, then Adam, you've got to get this; otherwise, it's all over. I, I've written, I was had to, which is really great English. <laughs> I had <laughs> to <laughs> deliver pizzas like a normal person to make ends meet before becoming one of the NFL's highest-paid
2: players. Oh, well, I'm gonna to have to have a guess, aren't I? And it's it's literally from nowhere. Brett Favre. No, that's ter- no. He's not from this concert. I don't know. I don't know. Terrible. Um, two points, then,
1: Mark. I have the career record for sacks for my team at seventy-six. Career
0: record for sacks. Let's
1: go for someone like JJ Watt. Correct again for two points, yeah. Mark. You've wrapped up the quiz with a whitewash, Adam. Stick to setting the quizzes, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I well I'm also I'm also staring this is this isn't gonna bode well for the rest of the pod. I'm staring at an auction draft that I'm I'm currently doing, shaking my head as player after player goes by who I can't afford to bid on because I've blown my load on Twenty-seven dollars on Marcus Mariota, for example, and various <laughs> other players. Of uh,
0: um, any, pl- any player you could blow your load over, Marcus Mariota wouldn't be top of my list. Well, no. I suppose for you, maybe it would be. Is it a shock? I don't think it's a shock. <laughs> Twenty-seven
1: dollars <laughs> is not blowing your load. Craig spent sixty on um, CQ Elliott last year.
2: No, that's. I'll, just, I'll, I'll run down who I've taken as as well. I just he was the one where I reached or, or went ahead of where I I'd set myself. Uh, Demarco Murray sixty three, Joe Mixon twenty five, Mike Evans fifty nine, and Tyler Eifert eleven. Um, I have fifteen left. Oh, you're, you're
1: basically you're now sitting around for two hours while everyone else has fun.
2: Yeah. pretty much. I've <laughs> just I've i I've just nominated a player as well. I've just stuck Darren McFadden up there. Uh, you never yeah, know. Yeah, you I'm see, Mark, did that's, you say that's, that's Demarco Murray? Did you say Demarco Murray for
0: sixty three? Yes. What's your overall budget?
2: Two hundred. Oh, you fucked okay. your life up. You're not winning that league. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, that, I'm not getting Darren McFadden for a dollar either
1: see do you know who I'm do you know who my first player That if I if I get to pick the first player for our auction draft this year do you know the first player I'm going to nominate is
2: oh always a kicker
1: yeah Justin Kick- Tucker
2: yeah 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 uh, <laughs> someone, someone's picked Justin Tucker up for $12 really <laughs> because I did exactly that in the first round
1: yeah get yeah. some mug who wants Justin Tucker to pay 20 bucks for <laughs> him <in>.
2: brilliant <laughs> when they've got loads of money
1: yeah um so anyway, that was a quiz, Mark. Well done. Um just plug a few things We're... music, you
0: probably already
1: have. Uh, yeah. All right, don't pull the curtain back too much. <laughs> um we are the long snap pod at long snap pod on Twitter. We've got a funky new graphical logo there, which is quite nice. Um Fair play to the bloke who did that. We're um, we're long snapper pod on Facebook. Face Facebook. I can't speak tonight. We're long snapper pod on Facebook. Don't bother going there. We don't do anything. Mark has actually started doing the website. Believe it or I not. I know,
0: right? After I... after the two weeks in a row of yep. abuse, I've um, finally pulled my finger out and and got it done. So yeah, quite happy with that. It's, Incredible. It's, it's still a work in progress, but it is coming along quite nicely. Why
1: don't you drop that URL on us?
0: Uh, You want to head over to www.longsnapperpodcast.wordpress.com. Catchy. (laughs) And free. I've got to pay money if I do if I want to stop it being free. So you know. You you need to get me
1: over those. uh, Get me over you. You were going to send me a list of image sizes so we can get the uh, stock images off of there. I will do that. Yeah, the listeners
2: definitely want to hear that.
1: Because this yeah, sure. this this seems like the kind of thing that's going to be like you know that sideboard in your dad's house that was like not fixed for thirty five years. <laughs>
0: yeah, but at least it, <laughs> at least it's you know it, it doesn't look like it was created on a Commodore sixty four anymore, which is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: leave it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can download us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Do that, and if you want to leave a review, nobody nobody leaves a review. We ask every week, nobody ever does it. I feel like I'm wasting my breath, so I won't do it anymore. Um News
2: reverse psychology. If you yeah. stop mentioning it, we'll don't start leave each...
0: us a review. Whatever if yeah, don't you leave do, us a review don't do it. And
2: if
1: you do leave a bad one. <laughs> <tell them>
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> one star. Give us one star. Yeah.
1: One yeah. star. One star because they turned up. Yeah. Um <sighs> Okay, news. Um there's not really anywhere else to start, is there, other than um Odell Beckham? And his theatrics—is um, he a bell end? <laughs> um, I, I
0: go. You go for Adam.
2: Well, I, I thought he was a bellend last year with all that kicking net stuff. This isn't quite the same thing, but yeah, you know, he had a he had a Barney with a kicking net, and it became a running joke for what seemed like the rest of our lives. And it was sort of vaguely amusing once, and then he just didn't shut up about it. The guy's, the guy's got an ego. As sim- simple as that. He's got it. It sort of reminds me of the worst kind of Premier League footballer. Um, the kind that look to be look for a penalty instead plays of football. just knocking the ball in the yeah. Pretty pretty much pretty <laughs> much place football. Um, what Im- immensely talented player? One of them most. Are- Ta- we, obviously we know that one of the most biggest talents has ever been um and with that often comes a bit of dickishness so yeah i'm 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 in the he's a he's a dick camp fair um
1: we should probably explain for those that have been living inside a cardboard box for the last forty eight hours um Odell Beckham was the recipient of a rather legal hit <laughs> which is um hurt yeah. which, which yeah. <laughs> injured him. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was slightly low, but it it injured him, and then he sort of walked back to the locker room, walked around the corner, saw a camera, and then fell on the floor like he was he'd been shot. So, I mean, let's break it down. Really, that hit was legal, right? Everyone, there's no, does anyone on this podcast think that that pod was anything uh, that that hit was anything other than legal? I do. I think it's a legal hit. However.
0: I also think that there's a time and the place for a because lo- it's low. There's no question; it is a low hit. If you if you, don't, you look you at the you pictures, don't see many. He's, he's coming down from a jump, so yes, and he hits him in the side. It, but it's still it's still low, and you can't tell me in any in, in you know in any day of the week that the guy knew what didn't know what he was doing. He was going out there to try and knock him out of the game or make a name for himself. And I, I I agree with you. I think the hit is, is legal and is fine and should be deemed to be so. Um, and I didn't see the game, so I don't know if he was penalised or whatever happened to him. But um, I think if you're doing that in the regular season, fair enough. But to try and to, to do that to someone in a pre-season game where people aren't necessarily expecting it, um, I, I do think is a little bit out of order. Can anyone actually I'd, tell I'd, me I'd, the name of the guy that made the hit? Uh, I, I bet you the people. I bet you the people in the states can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't know. He's a Cleveland Brown. As I, could, I could tell oh, you right. that. do oh, um, I just think it was more unfortunate, to be honest. My my take was actually just the way he was standing and the timing of it. There's plenty of tackles like that, and we'll we'll come on to. Come on to my views on the on the preseason in general, but that's a, a rare occurrence of a a proper tackle or a proper hit. I mean, it, it just sort of caught him the base in the wrong way or something. I, I don't think it was malicious particularly. I
0: I disagree. I think if he gets if that guy gets there a split second later, that that can snap his leg in two when you're yeah, diving that someone's a...
2: leg like that, that is that's that, a potential That can career. happen in
0: every hit. That, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: every that's the that, risk you take playing it, the NFL. It,
0: it, yeah, that, and that's right. But I do think that, that, that there comes a point whereby you have to consider the guy's likelihood be like however much of a dick he is. And I don't particularly think he's a bit of a dick. I'm a bit of a Odell Beckham fan. I think he's all right by me. Um, I, I Legal, yes, because it's a rough sport. Fair enough. but. It's in a pre season game, it's a bit like in you know, like in the Pro Bowl or in the pre season game of football, you don't see massive often you don't see huge reducer tackles going in because it's the preseason. Um and yeah, it seems like he maybe wasn't like prepared for it. It's just not the type of thing that you get at that stage of the season. Um I I do
1: think it was a bit out of order. Or admittedly, probably still a legal hit. So the guy, um, Brian Body Calhoun. Just so you know, oh, there you go. Um, this is my point about the whole thing. He's a he's a roster bubble kind of player. He was waived by the Jaguars after they drafted him in the final cuts. Picked up by uh, the Browns at the start of last season. That guy is on is on thin ice when he's playing for the in the NFL, like. What happens if he goes to make, as people have claimed, like goes to hit him high or... what if he hits him high, gets flagged, knocks Odell Beckham clean out, gets flagged, personal foul, or he, he goes to wrap him up, Odell Beckham slips him and he goes 90 yards for a touchdown. That guy is then brought into the office on Monday, made to watch a film about how he didn't stop Odell Beckham, potentially is on the roster bubble, gets cut, then what? The, the guy's got no choice. It's not a pre-season game for him. It's not, it's not just any other game for him. He has to stop Odell Beckham. He's got the toughest job in football at the moment, playing corner against o- Odell Beckham. He has to hit him and stop him. And the way you hit him and stop him is to hit him in the legs when he's in the air. It's the safest way to do it as a player, as a corner.
2: Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, th- I don't... As as I say, I don't I don't think he's set out to hurt him. I think he's just you know, maybe played harder than is the norm in the preseason. Sure, but I, if that's a regular season game, we're not we're not talking about it. I don't think
1: we're not at all. And and do you know what? Do you know what? We're also not talking about it if it happens. So. So if that tackle by Calhoun is on, for example, I don't know, this is Ed Egan, number 84 for the New York Giants. If it happens to him and Ed Egan <laughs> Main- sprains his ankle, is it news? Mainstream news, yeah. It's not, no, it's it's, guess. Of course <laughs> it's not. It's Odell Beckham and he's walking to the changing rooms and he's holding his ankle and he's this and he's that. It To me, it's, it's just uh, one of those stories that has just gathered pace over the... Over the off season or, or during the preseason, because there's nothing else to really talk about. I don't know about you, boys. I haven't watched a single game of preseason football.
0: No, and and I'm surprised to hear that Adam hasn't watched one either, because I know how much of a fan he is of preseason. <laughs> I, I I wrote about that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you did. Um, well, we could move on to that, Adam. Um, the NFL preseason. Adam, you wrote a blog. Blog. Why don't you uh, just take us through what that was about for those that haven't read it. or or don't have access to our website.
2: um, Yeah, essentially, I've been on holiday and had a lot of time to myself and had a lot of reflection. Well, no, I've uh, I've, I've never, I've tried to watch it in the past. I've just never found it remotely interesting. To me, it's a bit like the Pro Bowl. Um, And it's, it's training in front of spectators and the media to me. Um, it's it goes on fire. Four, four games by themselves are uh, about seven too many. Um, <laughs> if you ask me, um, I mean the guys you know, obviously go to uh, the aforementioned website that Mark mentioned, and you'll you'll find my my thoughts in full on this. Um, but the the Tennessee Titans, for example, played the Panthers in week two of the preseason last weekend, and it's a uh, a way of selling more tickets sure it's a it's a way of marketing the game it's a way of extending the season um it's no more than that the the games are never interesting the starters never play for for more than the quarter even in week 3 the so-called best week of the preseason when the starters play for the longest um it's just about keeping your players fit and it's just an extension of training and preparing for the season that we just don't need to see as as fans it nothing about it for me is is worth watching and I've kind of given up on it um, as something to get excited about. Uh, The 7th of September is when the the season starts and that's when other with well Cleveland Browns cornerbacks accepting um, that that's when the players will start playing hard and going for it and it will be the game will be worth watching again. That's that's the date we're waiting for.
1: So is, is there a way to fix it Mark? I've There's an article on ESPN.com at the moment um, titled, How a Former Player Would Improve the NFL Preseason. Now, that article goes through a certain amount of things that um, would be great for the players, not so great for the fans, in that he's asking for uh, two joint practice sessions for each team, he's asking for live controlled scrimmages, and he's saying to reduce the slate to two games. I mean, outside of reducing the slate, where can you really make an improvement to to the... to the off season, I've got an idea. I'll save it. But Mark, what what can you what what can you bring to the party on this subject? Um,
0: it's tough, isn't it? I mean, short of forcing people to keep their their starters in for longer to make the spectacle to make it a bit more relevant, um, but that kind of negates the point of preseason, isn't it? Because let's let's be honest. The, the the management of the coaching structure on the whole know who their starters are going to be. What they're working out is who's going to sit on the bench behind them and who's going to be able to be bent to be game ready for if if called upon. Um, and the only way you're going to figure that out is by playing them in games. The problem is you play these unknowns a lot of the time in games, um, it renders them pointless and, you know, not overly interesting to watch. Um I guess reducing the amount of games would make a difference um, because there's, you've got physically less time to see the starters. So they might have to play more um, or by, you know, forcing people to go half and half. And so you at least have a half of um, your starters in there. Um, I, I guess actually making your record in pre-season relevant might do something. So if you finish 4-0 in pre-season, you get some kind there's some kind of incentive to do that, to do well. Um but I couldn't tell you what that would be. Whether that becomes maybe a tiebreaker in the in the um, the regular season might make a difference. So instead of it being one of these other huge amount of kicker um, tiebreakers for teams on the similar record, perhaps your, reg- your um, pre-season record might make a difference. Something like that, because it's the only way to, um, you know, harping on back to the Pro Bowl again. It, it becomes boring because the players on the whole don't care. The only reason a lot of the time they're playing it and their sole intention is to not get injured. Um, So in order to mean that they play hard and to make the game interesting, the only way you're going to do it is by making it matter. If it doesn't matter, it's never going to get any better.
1: Yeah, the way I'd I'd look to do it, and I I think it's something that needs to be looked at, is a lot of the, as you said, Mark, a lot of these pre-season games are there to eye up the players that you don't really have much of a clue on so your rookies and your undrafted free agents and your and your players that you picked up on the waiver wire or whatever and the NFL for me is crying out for a development league it's absolutely screaming for it now why don't they make that development league the world league again but actually get behind it they, they, they want to get NFL football in the UK and and all over the world well why not have a six-team development league that you can put players in players can nominate almost like a like um almost like an expansion draft at the beginning of every season and that acts as your that acts as that kind of viewing platform for the coaches on those players that are on the bubble and then and then you don't have to have these non-entity games where nobody wants to risk anything nobody wants to give away anything in 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 um on their on their playbook and and you end up with vanilla offense, vanilla defense, players that you don't ever heard of, players that you'll probably never hear of again. And You could get football overseas. You could have a six-game schedule uh, for each team and, and and take football around. I think if those players were definitely on NFL rosters come the start of the season, I think that would be the difference because I think where the World League failed was those players were never guaranteed to be on a roster, were they? No. I think each team should designate probably... You know their starting offense. Offense. They're they're starting offense at, at the um, at the outset of the league, and those players are untouchable. And then everyone else is fair game and can
2: be drafted and and can be had a look at.
1: There you go. We've sorted
2: it,
0: Roger. Take
2: note. <laughs> I, well, I I think that's actually an excellent idea. I don't think it solves the preseason issue, well, I, I, just, you'd, I just think you do don't that. Need in, it.
1: you'd do that in lieu of the pre-season yeah, yeah. so it'd run right up to maybe two, three weeks before the season then there'd be a two, three week gap where there'd be no football on TV and then the season would start to give those players time to integrate into a squad you know, they obviously have all of training camp, so you, the season is essentially a six week period, so it starts four weeks before, ends two weeks before the season, four weeks before the pre-season starts now and ends two weeks before the pre-season finishes now you see what I mean? So you have all of yeah, like, yeah. OTAs and training camp to integrate those players into your squad. So you then send them off to this D-League where they where they play for other teams, but you get to see what they're like actually on the field against other NFL players. And then you bring them back and they reintegrate into the squad and then you kick the season off.
0: Why don't they do that? Because obviously they've had um, they've got D-Leagues in other sports. Is it because the setting up of, of that kind of franchise in, in this particular sport is too difficult there's not enough fans to warrant it
1: what's what would you think would well, be a, the reason that they wouldn't have? well a baseball roster is 20 guys yep. start 9 a basketball roster is 5 guys with you know i think it's 15 total it's 15 or 12 or 15 i think it yep. went up recently yeah the cost of running a d league in football where you've got to have 50 guys on your squad yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money, isn't it? And and if there's one thing owners love, football players love raping and drugging, and owners love love cash money. <laughs> they do. They just love cold hard cash money. So they yeah. they're not going to be giving that away to some scrubs that might never make their team. And that's I think that's ultimately the problem. I think what there maybe needs to be, as I said, is that sort of expansion draft. But these teams need to run as separate entities under the NFL umbrella, and those owners. The owners of those D League teams. Should should teams come up for sale or teams there's an expansion, those owners are given preferential treatment in in the opportunity to buy into the NFL proper. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I think you've I think you've solved it, Doug. I, I think I have, yeah. I am I'm, yeah. wa- I'm wasted on this pile of crap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Rog in his uh in his pitch to get um, elected again for another five years might be um, that might be one of his key things there's that not going to be an election
1: that, that guy's worse than Mugabe there's going to be an election but it's going to it's just it's just going to be like yeah there's been Roger, an election or me, or me. Roger Goodell's won 95% of the votes 5% yep. undecided <laughs> um, talking of dodgy NFL players there's some uh, dodgy QBs looking to start the season that have <laughs> Unbelievably squirmed their way onto an NFL starting offense. Brock Osweiler has been all but confirmed as the Browns' Week One starter. Tom Savage, the same in in Houston, and also Trevor Simeon seems to have locked down that job in Denver. So, do you think those guys are going to last the season? Going to last <laughs> the first half of the first game? Like are those Simeon. are those are those guys? essentially being hung out to dry and they're just I don't even know I are those I mean for the Texans especially that's a how are they are going to get around that
2: Simeon I, I
0: think we will probably do it we will probably do okay
2: Simeon of those three is the only legit choice really Um but well he he played last year I don't think he did, he did badly to warrant well to warrant this kind of discussion compared to the other two um, Tom Savage. Well, we don't know really. I mean, they've drafted they've drafted Watson. What's the point in drafting Watson if you're going to play an un- another virtual rookie like Tom Savage ahead of him? As for Cleveland, well, <laughs> they, I think it's still a, ga- a game they're playing. They're just playing poker with the rest of the NFL, and they're they're not very good at bluffing. Yeah. I think
0: they've, they've seen the Sammy Watkins trade and they've gone, oh, I, I, we see you, Buffalo. Right, we're starting Brock Osweiler.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we know what you're up to. It's not going to fly.
0: Yeah. Um, Simeon, I think, makes makes a bit of sense because he's used to it. Paxton Lynch, I, I don't know, maybe he's going to be a bust. Um, but he he doesn't look as though he's getting anywhere nearer that starting job there. Um Watson, I think they'll probably just integrate as the season goes on, because I can't believe that Savage is there starting quarterback for the future. Um, and Watson was looking good coming out of college, so who knows with him. Osweiler, I mean, look, he, he was crap in, in Houston, but then again, other, that, most of that offence was... Um, Maybe he's reinvented himself and maybe he looks a little bit more like the quarterback that was, let's be honest, was looking okay in Denver not that long ago. Um, and it does make me laugh that he was they traded for him so that they could ship him off to somewhere else and they just haven't managed to. And then he's ended, going to end up being their starter. Um I'm not going to criticise him too much yet until I've seen him week one and he's crap. And then uh, then I can criticise him. And if Deshaun Kaiser isn't starting by week three, I think then um, probably we'll see Brock Osweiler for at least
1: the first half of the season. One name we've not put on that list uh, who is apparently struggling is your Bills quarterback, Mark Tyrod Taylor. And yeah. more drama with your fellas this week. I mean,
2: well, Tyrod Taylor is going to be their biggest name left. If this keeps going. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, you know, another week, another kicking the balls for Bills fans. So um, the the great white hope for, of our receiving core, the name to steady the ship that the, uh, the management had brought in to ease the pain of deciding to trade Sammy Watkins, um, thought actually... I don't fancy this anymore. Um, and he's decided to retire, apparently to focus on um, saving the world. <laughs> Good for him. Um, it seems to me that he's thought, you know, he's taken one look or a couple of weeks look at Tyrod Taylor's performance in preseason and thought, nah, I'm all right, cheers. Um, yeah, so that's that's the end of, An- of Anquan Bolden. Um, leaving the, the Bills receiving court as a very fun Jordan Matthews and Zay Jones to... Um, pretty solid slot receivers who are going to be playing nowhere near the slot. Zay Jones has
1: been playing outside, hasn't he, though? And
0: yeah, yeah, he has been, but he's has never been an outside receiver in his life. Um, so, I'm, so I am I can't say I followed his career extensively in college, but as I am led to believe, he was predominantly used in the slot and very effective in the role. Um, but now he's being told we've got to stick him outside, basically because we don't have anybody left to do that. he been getting um, a lot of pub, though. Well, because well, we've got no one left. <laughs> of course he has. He's an exciting rookie. That, you know, And there's almost literally no one else to throw the ball to now. Not that Tyrell Taylor could hit him even if he was stood on his own um, <laughs> and on the field. <laughs>
3: Couldn't is, hit Mark, is Mark still? Is. Is, 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 Mark, is Mark still moaning about the bills? Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. I haven't ton. stopped from last he's, week. He's been relentlessly
1: ranting about the bills. And we it's haven't like even we haven't even mentioned the fact that the Bucks are trying to trade for uh, uh, Shady now.
0: Yeah, that's that's the latest rumor um, that they the Bills think they can get some uh, some more decent picks for him and run with Jonathan Williams as the uh, as the starting back. Um, there's a lot of talk that the Broncos, Broncos. are trying to try to Rod Taylor. Um, so, um, mate, that's a why. joke. But it, um, the Bills, alongside um, that famous engine Thomas and those tops that have no sleeves, are going to become up there with my favourite tanks this year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, that's enough news. Um, let's do this. Big Ben, Bill Bennett, Carl Taylor, Dak Prescott, Fat
2: Rob, boy, boy. defensive players are idiots.
1: Ooh-wee. Okay, so we're now two weeks into the Long Snapper Podcast draft. Craig, <laughs> why the hell going. haven't you picked yet?
3: Oh, is it on me? Yeah. Evening, evening. How's the show <laughs> been? Has it been good?
1: It's been all As right. As always, mate. One of, the, one of the best ever. One of the best ever. Probably, it's in the top 50. Yeah.
3: Um, it's all about to go downhill now, though. <laughs> uh, way for, somebody, uh, for somebody
1: that was giving everybody loads of grief about how long the, the podcast, is, uh, how long the draft's taken, you seem to be taking an inordinately long amount of time to take a, each draft I'm not even going
3: to pick now either, because I need to consult my list. Uh, to be fair, Adam's the one who's moaning about the picks. It's not really me. Don't try it. Well, anyway, look, um, uh, there's, there's a new deal a, now. Vince had a good point as well. Vince had a good point. He did say, but pick, so before I can go to bed, like three people didn't pick, and it was like 12 o'clock. Obviously, the guy's going to go to bed. Yeah, that's, that's annoying, it, out, Stop deflecting, Shut, mate. Stop to, stop deflecting.
1: It's your pick. Pick a fucking fight. Yeah, player.
3: I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pick now. I'm, I'll pick when I'm gone. Sorry, boys. Anyway, sorry, lads. Adam,
1: Adam is literally mid-auction draft. <laughs> you have no excuse. <laughs> Really,
3: that's um, mad. drafting
1: right now. I've yeah. got.
3: I have got a list. There's the list. Can you see it? That's nice, oh, so nice uh, no, no, just a white screen.
1: That iris. Oh, that iris and,
3: and playing games. Um. <laughs> oh, it is. You already took that, didn't you? I see it. Oh uh, yeah. Look. Anyway. Yeah. Screenshot that. Rules. He's gone.
1: Gone. <laughs> yeah. That. That's my biggest ever mistake. That is. I. I spoke to Mark at a wedding, at the weekend, and was saying, I can't believe Thomas Rawls is still on the board. There's no way fat. Um, me too I was couldn't fat believe Larry I I what, what's his name yeah. who's the other who's the other fella Eddie Lacey Fat Ed Lacey. Big Fat Ed there's no way Big Fat Ed's uh, getting that starting job and then it came around and I was like Adam Thielen's on the board he was really good last year I should really get a receiver because I've already got two running backs and uh, took I ad- just,
2: just, by, just by the way picked up Thielen for five dollars yeah. I'm, I'm now at the point where I can only draft players for a dollar Brilliant. And you've only got, that's what, fun. 19 players left to draw? <laughs> yeah, that's fun.
3: What round are you in? What round are you in?
2: Three. Uh, I've got, hang on. I've got five bench spots to fill. That's all now. Oh, I you're think. golden. Just yeah. fill it up with rookies. Nice. Uh,
1: kickers.
2: <laughs> yeah, so... Fill <laughs> it up with kickers. <laughs> uh,
1: everyone's going to need a kicker at some point, Adam, and then you're then you're in the box seats. No, I've got, I've
2: got, I've got, Janikowski, I've got Janikowski already for a dollar.
1: Uh, um,
2: I'm... I'm, I'm sweet there
1: anyway back on the back on the reserve um, Viney I'm also shaming you uh, there is now a new there is a new uh, segment to this which is the shame report seamlessly nicked off somebody else as well where um, <laughs> anyone that takes longer than an hour who isn't based in Australia to pick their player is going on the shame report so you've all been yeah, that's noted. Fair enough. Um we're in round eight we've got five rounds to go. So we should I'm get like done that. before yeah. the end
2: of the. Day. So that's six months or so on current. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> six, six, anyway,
1: seven months. the thing that stood out to me the most about this draft now is we seem to have hit the sweet spot where defenses have get, are getting drafted. I just wanted Bang, to took one. You what? Oh, the, I took
3: it first, didn't I? I yeah. First,
1: so I was just going to talk to you boys about when you think is the right time to start looking at kickers and defense.
3: I'll I listen for me. It is such a hit or miss at the moment that I was in a position where there was no other nailed-on uh, position.
2: Like, uh, sorry, no, sorry can so can I just interrupt? Oh, can I, I? This is somebody has just nominated Tony Romo in this auction draft. <laughs> 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 I, I shit you not, um, no. and, and, and someone's outbid. He's going for two dollars.
1: Brilliant. No. Well, <laughs> oh, see, I I do think that Tony Romo, if Dak Prescott goes down, Romo is out of that commentary booth and into that team within. Oh no! I actually,
2: hours. I think it's I think it's an auto. It's somebody's auto drafting, and that's done it. That's oh. that's incredible. Well, that's the... Romo anyway. Part, Sorry, Craig. Sorry. Anyway, we'll
3: you're in a position where you can't. There's not a, a, a top player or a, a viable option in any position. Everything now is a lottery. I'd rather go for what I think is going to be the best defense. It's a bit of a—you might get lucky. They might score you twenty points a week, or they might get you two. Whatever. It was worth the gamble, given I thought I'm going to be another thirty science picks before I get my next one. Mm. And that, I think that's when you—that's that's when you got to start let's, considering let's take,
1: if if they score points. Just for a moment, let's take our our league out of the equation. In your standard, what's the highest position you've ever drafted a defense, Mark? Uh, second to last round. Same here. I'm I'm of the firm belief that if you're in a 12-team league, that leaves you 20 defences on the board because most people don't draft two defences. That leaves you 20 defences on the board and you can... I mean, most of the time, in standard NFL leagues, I don't even draft a defence. I, I pick extra skill positions and then wait to see what happens with those players. And then two hours before the season starts, I pick a defence up and drop one of the... Scrubs from my from my bench, um, Adam. I, I bet you do it slightly differently.
2: I've the only time I've done it ahead of where Mark, yeah, second to last round or, or maybe third or fourth, depending you know, if the IDP or something. It might be a bit higher, but the only time I've ever reached for a defense is when Seattle were just ridiculous about three or four years ago, um, I, and I think even that was sort of seventh, eighth round, something like that. Um, I think even if you don't pick one up, you can you can stream them each week. Um, you know, there's there's always a couple of teams. You know, you know, who's who's playing the Browns next week? Oh, okay, yeah, I'll pick, pick that one I up think. on waivers.
3: I don't, uh, I don't. The thing is, I don't disagree with it. I totally unsubscribe to that logic. Um, but much like that Seattle team, I think you look at that Houston defense last year, and that was without JJ Watt. Now, don't get me wrong; it might not work. There's no guarantee that they all play at the same level but if they do and you get back a firing JJ Watt who's getting you a sack two sacks a game a forced fumble uh, a pick it it, it could these are points that I don't need to then be streaming and messing around I can get myself a, a, I can get myself a good 10-15 points just on my defence and if I can get that at this stage when there's nothing else on the board there's not okay I know a number of picks you're looking at six, seven points a game for for, for the picks now, I reckon. And and that and you, and you, you know, if, if you're getting if you can manage to get 10-15 guaranteed, it's a it's a risk I was willing to take. And it might pay off. I'll be talking about it.
0: <laughs> My, the only the only thing I'd say is the difference between defenses is, is isn't ridiculous. Like everyone's saying the Texans um are looking like they're gonna be a strong D. Um, this year, Joe, you know where they came last season in terms of just their total score amongst just defences, 12. Yeah, they. I know, I know that. That's that, 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 that Yes, that's no JJ Watt. But when you're looking at, I can't believe there's many people went into the season thinking the Giants were going to be one of the teams that were one of the best defences in the league, even with all those moves that they made. Um, I think they were like fifth or sixth. I think there's such a lottery um, when the Eagles can finish as a season only thirty points less than the Cardinals, who were the top scoring D last year, I just think it makes such little difference that I would rather pick a skill position, especially in round seven and eight, um, over over a D when you can pick them up late doors.
1: I did a I did a blog a while back actually about um, how many of your drafted teams stay on your roster for the entire year, and and it turned out that. In, in the league that I was doing that blog for, it was something like only six players on average start on the, the finish on the team that started on the team. So in actual fact, those last sort of six picks that you have in your league, unless you strike gold and you pick somebody yeah. that comes out of nowhere, they're throwaway picks. Now, the only issue you've got with drafting a defense in that position is it's almost certainly it's almost certainly not going to be a position that will win you a league. Whereas one of those skill position players could turn out to be the, the, the big story that year, and they could win you a league. It could be the Cam Newton that was picked in round seven, that, that's scoring off the charts and is the second highest point scorer in the league that year. What it's never going to be by picking a defense is somebody that gets you 25, 30 points every week.
3: Yeah. But you got, you got, but you got to look at percentages as well. Yeah, I understand that logic, but I don't think losing that one pick at the time I did excludes me from exactly that lottery. I'm still involved in that lottery. What I've done is said, at the point I had, at that point I had 32 defenses to choose from, so I had the best opportunity to pick what I think is going to be the best defense in in comparison to having the choice of hundreds. Where I don't really know whoever, and if I miss out of that hundred or two hundred, if I miss thirty of those players, I've still got hundred and seventy to pick from. But at this point, I've only got thirty two, and I get to pick what I think's the best one. So that's I, I, I totally understand if you're not if you're not in that position streaming taking it late absolutely makes sense. But in my in the position where I was picking, I'd already got one pick because I was in because of where I sat in the snake. Two picks came close. I thought, Do you know what? roll the dice, if I'm if they are good, even if that means three, four weeks they get 20 points, then they get five points, then they get 10, then they get 15, it is still a, a solid pick. It means I haven't got to worry about streaming, haven't got to play the wire, and I've, it, it's still a factor, just like a tight end, it's a factor in my scoring. You know how important a 15-point-a-week player position is is in fantasy. So but, it's, it's a lottery, but I play. I play percentages. With, with, I back myself, and if I get it wrong, I will stream a defense. That's with defenses,
1: cool. there's so many moving parts that you can't guarantee that with any defense. One defense can be the best defense in the league one year and the worst the next, and and that's that's
3: absolutely you got you got to guess, man. That's the part. Same with what, like we said with Zeke. You one thing you've got you to do have... though,
1: if you're streaming defenses, is not get hung up about dropping a defence which then goes on a tear for six or seven weeks, yeah, that's like I killer, did with the Kansas City Chiefs last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if you, if well, that, you live by was, the sword, was, you die by the sword.
2: That was the question <laughs> that springs to mind, and it annoyed me that time a couple of years ago when I had the Seahawks' defences. What do you do when they're on a bye week? Mm. Do you drop that defence from your roster, or, or do you keep them on that roster, taking up a, a valuable space? So I've, tell,
3: I've, I've, had, I've I've i held I've held two defenses. I've done I've I've, I've used this strategy before. Yeah, not it? it's, it's you. are talking about a flex position more than likely, and when you get to the position in the season where you if you are streaming or you potentially got a defense that you think can start, but they're on a bye week, you, you the players that you've got there are generally flex positions unless you've got a really strong squad. If you've got that as a problem. Then you are probably in a good position in fantasy, and you've draw, and you know you're in a good position. But if you if you're playing normal, you're playing average. They're flex points. They're ten points, twelve points. A defense can get you twelve points, fifteen points, twenty five on a good week. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all points. It doesn't matter.
1: Can get you minus four I, I, as well, which will lose you a game.
3: <laughs> yeah, but Calvin Johnson's <laughs> done that to me. Same, exactly. Calvin yeah. Johnson, 20, I used to get got me twenty. I winning, I nailed on to win the league. Calvin Johnson just needed to get his average. The guy got four points. It can happen. <laughs> that's, the, that's fantasy. It broke my heart. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely with Craig
0: on that one. I think if you've broke got defense that's scoring massive points, yeah, they get to it. my week. You keep you you keep them around. No question. Oh. I'll keep, I'd stick them on my bench and then go back to them the week after. So the conclusion, unless, unless they're playing the Patriots. The conclusion we're going
1: to draw from this then is that there is no right or wrong strategy. <laughs> Which seems, I, <laughs> no, just uh, that seems to be the conclusion we draw to every question we raise on this <laughs> subject. <laughs> anyway, let's leave can- that there. Let's uh, let's move on. And the <laughs> tens
2: of listeners who are out there, are
0: you in? I want a leak based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man you know.
1: like me. <laughs> 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 okay. A O B, any one of you? <laughs>
3: I'll go first. No, no, wait. I'll go because I'm. Not, I'll probably go and not stay.
0: Ah, yeah. oh, cheers! Thanks for coming.
3: <laughs> My mum's here. Ah, oh, fair play. That's it. <laughs> I might start. With that. Is that your only other business? The thing is, I've got a few things I need to talk about, and i um, I was debating whether to touch on it now or to include it in some sort of blog. Um, do both, but do both. So, well, I'm going to do two things quickly. And there's the one is mum's here, which is cool. Mum lives in Dominica. Uh, I'm getting married in October, gents, which is also pretty cool. It's mad. You, you're all married. You're all married, are not you? Yeah. 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 I would, not it. So <laughs> the wedding, <laughs> the, we, the wedding, the wedding planning. How, how did you not find the wedding planning? Uh, I tried I, to have as little to
0: do with it as I possibly could.
1: I drove to Lake Tahoe and got out of the car. Met the lady that married us and then got married.
2: (laughs) That's how you do it. That was it. Right, so literally...
3: literally,
2: Yeah, I'd I'd like to say that I had lots to do with various details, but yeah, I I was pretty much where Mark was, except except for the fact that trying to, well, get my way in two or three minor details that I actually cared about, like what was the beer going to be uh, the honeymoon actually I, d- I did
3: all that that was that's a that's a good bit to be honest adam i think you was fully involved then you've just added an additional five minutes to the aob team, man. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so um so we're, so we're planning it she, and she's having this plan we're getting married to dominica she's planning it and so we have to do that internationally which is challenging itself but it's really hard negotiating like being thankful for someone helping you, which my mum's cool. It's not even my mum, it's other people influencing my mum. Thanking my mum, but also trying to say, but remember, this is my wedding and I want to do it, how I want to do it. So, like, a little bit of stress, but I'm looking forward to actually getting out there and doing the fucking wedding. I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. Don't know if anyone felt that before their wedding. Uh, So, no, everyone was cool with it. Alright, fuck it. Well, whatever. So, so that's good <laughs> I so need to do the speech for me that was, doing... that was the only bit well I'm, I'm yeah I'm, yeah that's, that's fair speech is easy speech is two minutes thanks 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 and done however i do with stress will, that's the stressful bit I will end with one thing fuck BA that's what I will say because they've messed up flights like three times and they're just like not messed it up but like had to change certain times and certain days like three separate times not fucking cool man I'm dealing with a wedding out here and just think it's Casual, like it's like I, like it. Just is what it is. it's Not what it is. I want to go when I expect to go. What I paid to go. So that's my OB. And I had a fucking puncture this morning. That was shit. Um, but I was able to. I was able to repair it pretty simply. But it was not. By it, taking it, was it to not a garage, a yeah? Well, yeah. yeah. So it was all right in the end. To be honest with you, <laughs> it could have been worse.
1: Yeah, I was able. I I was able to repair it. I took it to the garage. Yeah, <laughs> well, sorted. Did you change? Did you actually change the tire? no
3: nah, mate. I didn't do anything. It no, was no, a nail. people at <laughs> your
1: age can't change like, tires.
3: Not, not even the, the the dashboard told me lots of tire pressure. I said thanks. And 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 I googled uh, repair tire. Luckily, it was in the middle of the wheel. Googled repair tire. It. Done. Round the corner. Would you even know where the kit was in your car? No, I do. I can change a fucking tyre, bro. Fuck you, you, man. I'm not. (laughs) Is anyone like
1: under over? How how many of the long snapper podcasts think that Craig can change a tyre? I
3: can change a tyre. Shut up. (laughs) What are you talking about? I've had to change a tyre with a little flimsy jack and that. I can't say. I can change a tyre. Little, little. Basically, like a a a hanger. <laughs> you know what I mean? you'll wind it around. <laughs> uh.
2: I reckon if you go back to about week twenty-three of this, you'll find my AOB when I had a puncture. It was in the winter. And, and is this you finishing it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey <laughs> really? uh, okay, boys, Mum's in next door, so go, I'm going to love you and leave you Cheers and for listen coming. to. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Adam's 25-minute AOB. Take care, James. Yeah, make, make
2: <laughs> some Cheers. time for that. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers Greg. Later. Um, it's nice of him to stop by. Yeah. He, he was, he's talking about the uh, dashboard light. I had that on Monday in the hire car, right at the top of the Brenner Pass, just as you're driving Austria into Italy. And that light came on. Found a, found a services, found a little garage pulled over. I didn't know how to ask where the air machine was in German. Um, oh, I'm up, nominating. Oh, no, I've... Oh. I don't know what I've done there. The listeners are going to love it's great radio,
0: t- this, t- isn't
2: it? That's great radio. Let oh, me look t- at t- the screen. Tavon t- t- Austin, oh dear, oh dear. bucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to spend one, sadly. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, anyway, that there was no... No issue at all. The light just randomly came on, which is more annoying than having a puncture. That isn't my, even my AOB. I, I can well believe it, to be honest, Adam. You <laughs> might think that I could talk about Ryanair, um, but you know I've probably done that over Twitter and everything else. Um, and they got me home on time today. Um, Italy, beautiful country. Phenomenal scenery. I just had a couple of days at Lake Garda to finish off the, the little trip. Um, it just doesn't work. The country's not moved on from 1983. <laughs> I I, t- I turned the the TV on in the hotel, which is which which is a television from 1983. In I think I think they've still got terrestrial TV. It seemed like it, or the and the colour and contrast brightness were all wrong. Um, found that it had teletext, like proper CFAX in Italian. <laughs> and like you, you type in the page number and the, the, the like the... Relevant I, I information know, appears? The, 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 the numbers, no, no, you have to... You have to
0: Corresponding wait. information appears on the screen <laughs> as though you typed in the code for that
2: page. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, no, What happens is you type in the code and all the numbers scroll through until it gets to that number that you typed in. So you have to wait like a minute and that page comes up. Um, all the Syria like apps. Three, 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 2 app
0: was always things. the league, wasn't it? I yeah. remember pushing in three, <laughs> one, two,
2: and that would get you the league. Always, well, that was that was good. That might get you Cagliari's page because all the Syria ad teams had their own page. Really? So, yeah. You know, they they a C back service in Italy?
1: <laughs> What's going on?
2: Uh, well, C back's
1: making dollars,
0: <laughs> especially for that unknown Italian team, Cagliari.
2: <laughs> I, look them up. Uh, Italiany, um, whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> Correcting so I someone's you, yeah.
2: Italian accent.
1: This is man. niche. <laughs> <laughs> because
2: <laughs> if anyway. I did, if I did, Jake Vine would have done it. <laughs> yeah, Jake Vine. Did you say Jake Vine? Okay. um He he's lost. He's lost his why. Um, oh, is yeah. it actually Viney then? That's his actual. Yeah, it's, his name's
1: actually. I think it is. is oh, okay, it? I don't know, mate. I don't know know that. Oh, yeah. right,
0: let us know Viney on Twitter yeah <laughs> so is your nickname is then
1: Viney <laughs> yeah
0: Viney I really hope that's the case <laughs> <laughs> maybe he goes the other way and his nickname is Vine or Vineo Vineo
1: Which sounds I Italian think. doesn't it yeah anyway uh, maybe place for is, Cal, it cal-
0: really pronounced really.
2: Diff- differently if it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't even going to be about CFAX um I had a flight to catch home today, um, which meant leaving the hotel, getting in the car, driving about an hour to the airport. And um, the hotel had a sign on reception, which they also said when we checked in, if you need to leave before 8 a.m., let us know or check out the night before. Reception opens at 8 a.m., breakfast opens at 8 a.m. We worked out that we probably needed to leave about 10 past 8. Thought, oh, grab a grab a bit of breakfast, go and check out. Um, nobody to be seen anywhere on reception. At the end, gets takes 25 minutes to wake somebody, to, I think, wake somebody up to come and essentially take money from the credit card that they already had. Um, but some, somebody turned up and about 10 past quarter past eight said, oh, uh, did you not see the sign that says we don't open till eight o'clock? And I, uh, in very broken English and which was to be fair better than my broken Italian. So pointing at this sign that says is open to eight o'clock. I point at my watch, which says it's twelve minutes past eight. And she went, Yeah, but eight mean eight o'clock means like half past eight, nine. Um so got on the road a bit flustered, a bit a little bit late, um, trying to find get to the airport. So I'm trying to find a petrol station pulled, pulled into one. This is, this is about half past nine, quarter to 10 at this point. Um, first petrol station pulled shut. Hasn't opened yet. It's half past nine on a, what day is it? Wednesday. It's, it's near, this is like near a fairly major city, Bergamo. Just fix your country, Italy. It's 2017.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Completely agree. <laughs> is off his head.
2: <laughs> Phenomenal, uh, though. Lake late Garda, fantastic. But Mark, You've got to deal with all that shit. Um,
0: mine's a bit of a random one, really. Um, people who vape. <laughs> is, there, is there more... Um, sorry, by the way, if you're a listener and you vape and you're not one of these people, but is there more is there a more obnoxious bunch of people than those who do over-the-top vaping? Um, I've been recently in two meetings where someone has turned up and quite, you know, quite aggressively just started vaping whilst in the meeting room because, you know, it's not smoking, so it's allowed. Um, and for some reason, you know, they they seem to produce so much smoke that it or whatever the synthetic alternative is that vaping produces um, that, It's like they're on fire. Um, (laughs) And I don't know, there seems to be this like new thing about how, oh, well, you know, because I'm carrying around this stupid little fucking box that's got some kind of liquid in it, I can produce as much smoke as is physically possible and not give a shit about it because you can't complain because it's not cigarette smoking. Stop vaping. Stop vaping in people's faces. Why don't you just quit and be nice and normal? Thanks. People who vape.
2: I, I quite people. somewhat irrationally hate... I mean, I, I, I'm a non-smoker. I hate vaping more than just smoking a, a cigarette or a yeah, cigar I mean, or a it's pipe. Become more, it's become just, just more do about. it. Just do it honestly and yeah. Shame, yeah. shamelessly and, and stop I don't know pretending why people, that you're... Yeah, yeah I, I, quit, get,
1: I quit it. smoking. just the sheer
0: the sheer level of smoke that it produces. It's it's honestly like you're you're trying to warm yourself up with it or something. I don't get it. It's just... Uh, honestly it baffles me and people who do it in a
1: room with you that really winds me up yeah I quit smoking I quit smoking um, now all I do is breathe water vapour into my lungs because what could possibly go wrong by doing that
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly it's fine so yeah that, that's my whinge people people who vape and again sorry if you're not obnoxious and you vape and you listen to the show we still love you and leave us a nice review <laughs> but uh... or a bad one just leave it anything really anything you want but all your obnoxious friends who vape and don't listen
1: to the show—they're wankers. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock the world now, Craig. I apologise. What? Wow! I disagreed with your take on Game of Thrones last week, but I have to agree. Or oh, I've come round to after this week's episode of Game of Thrones to your way of thinking. I think this week's Game of Thrones episode—spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, if you're about to listen. I think this week's episode of Game of Thrones somewhat jumped the shark. And it's now become, I don't know how it can be anything now other than dragons v. zombies. Yeah.
0: And dragons v. zombie dragons.
1: Yeah. And and for me, that's really disappointing because that wasn't the thing that attracted me to that show in the first place the thing that attracted me to that show was the subterfuge and the and and the interactions between people that's what made it great and if it just turns into a big cgi fest now it's going to be a waste of six years so what, what baffles me more than anything else
0: actually i think is and it kind of leads on from what craig said about it how when you're in a position like they're in in that last episode yeah. Whereas before, when they had like two or three more episodes to play with, because I think they was used to, they, they was used to be ten when they started, or was it yeah. eight, or it was yeah. it was a
1: couple more? Wasn't yeah, it was it? ten, 10 uh, 43 minute episodes. Yeah. So now,
0: um, how you can go in within ten minutes of one episode from them sending Gadry off to run Gendry. the distance to get back to a dragon? Westeros' very
1: own Mo Farah.
0: Yeah, and then to get that, you know, it's not as though they can send a text. Then they've got to send this raven. She's then got to get there. That happens in, like, the space of one battle. That was
1: ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, All the exposition, all the sort of fast-forwarded, super heightened um, set pieces that are happening now. The great thing that Game of Thrones had for it at the start was for example when the first time Danny used her dragons to, to burn the guy in Marine to, to buy the unsullied, it was like, fuck me, that the dragons work. Like she's she's yeah. pretty cool. And then there was the, the battle scenes or or Hard Home where you first saw the White White Walkers and it was a proper amazing battle. Like in this series we've already had three huge set pieces. You know, we've had that battle in the last episode. We had the battle with the Lannisters and Danny's dragons. You know, too much is happening, and it's losing the wow factor because there is no build up to any of it. Yeah, and do you think that's just because they've got fewer episodes, so they have to cram it all in? Yeah, it's almost like. But also, what I think's happened is George Martin and and the and the the core text for the original run of episodes. Up until the point where the text ends was so good they didn't have to do anything. They, there was no creativity involved. Now it's gone past the point of the books. The writers just aren't as good as George Martin at inhabiting that universe, so they can't actually live up to the text that's gone before it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, the writing isn't as good. The right, the right, the people in the writers' room aren't as good as George Martin. So, they're just sticking action scenes. They're just well. We don't know how to write those scenes like George Martin did. So what we'll do is we'll go ice zombies against fucking dragons, like right? Because, you know, explosions and shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh,
0: that I'm still going to keep watching it though.
1: Yeah, I will. I will. And I hope... That there seems to have been a, a, a lot of um, lip service to fans and a lot of, you know, the the sort of... The sort of breaking the third, fourth wall where they're sort of nodding to the, the, the audience where Jon Snow called her Danny at the end and she went, yeah. no, I think I preferred Daenerys. Oh yeah. And you could just see fanboys in cosplay wanking themselves stupid about it. It's like, no, look, <laughs> come on. Let's remember where we are now. Anyway, that's AOB for this week. Uh, we'll just plug ourselves again. Long snap pod on Twitter, long snapper pod on Facebook, um, Mark give us that URL www.longsnappodcast.wordpress.com there you go and
0: Sam...
2: you can hear you can hear my thoughts on a preseason when I'm not distracted by an auction draft uh, it's slightly more coherent you can have a look um, there's a,
1: our first blog post um, let us know what you think guys if uh, you want to share your thoughts about the preseason. if you want to share your thoughts about Game of Thrones if you want to share your thoughts about where to draft kickers and defences drop us a line on Twitter and we will interact with you because we're actually upping our Twitter game the last couple of months has been pretty good so that will be that boys it's been a pleasure we'll be back next week at some point I imagine could be Monday Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday who knows but we'll be back and we'll drop another episode for you then see you next week cheers 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 (laughs)